two and pat oh it's actually like live for now that's cool just hopefully like all these notifications don't like randomly show up and whatnot and uh you know embarrass me with uh who knows what websites i've been up to or at least when rock remotes into my computer and decides to use uh my computer who knows uh who knows what the search is now you know yeah i mean you know like why would i use my own computer when i can nope. use yours yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> Like, so that way, not? when the FBI shows up, it's not at my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we will know, Rocco. We will know. I know, right? It's all about that Area 51, you know. What is that? Like, well, seriously, what is that? So, so, so some some guys started a page called Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us. Just as a joke. And that shit <laughs> blew up on Facebook. I think it has, like... All, over three million people that are listed as going or i, I should say three million people on some watch list like now. what <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and like the internet's just fucking full of area 51 memes really? and it went from like it went from storm area 51 that can't stop all of us to okay. like free the aliens and now it's all about clapping alien cheeks like <laughs> Uh, apparently for you. okay yeah, that's well funny funny thing i saw a tarzan meme this morning and it's like how to open up an awkward conversation and it's like <laughs> the question is, is is tarzan a virgin when he met uh jane or was he yeah. clapping some uh uh you know just saying oh no <laughs> oh god <laughs> All right, folks, uh, welcome to um, the next How to Type stream. Uh, we got uh, some new equipment here, so we're trying to uh, different uh, format, different technology. So uh, it looks like it's working so far, which is awesome. And uh, never not to have the best uh, Area 51 memes, uh, which is the, the dopest. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, Super Chats are open. So let's actually talk about, like, Super Chatness and what that uh, actually means. Um, and, uh, so for this stream and, uh, actually you can hold on, uh, let's see, uh, I have to actually send a, a text message because, um, this, uh, yes, I am down. Uh, okay. And then, uh, uh, ping the, yeah, I forgot to do something. Uh, we are live. Uh, I spelled life wrong. <laughs> well, whatever. All right, so the point is format, hashtag format time. Okay, so you guys super chat us, and we type whoever you tell us to super chat. Whoever is the highest super chat gets priority. Uh, we'll be closing uh, super chats. It says open right now. It'll say close. Eventually, we're no longer accepting super chats. Uh, just be aware that if you get outbid, well, you get outbid, and uh, that sucks uh, for you. Uh, but uh, thank you for the money because it helps keep the lights on. Uh, that being said, uh, you can also super chat again to add on to your current super chat. So in case you want to uh, outbid, and not only that, other people in the stream can also uh, add to your super chat to outbid other people. We've had a few bidding wars, and uh, some people have won. And that was kind of interesting to watch. It was kind of hilarious, to be honest. 
Uh, so, yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. So let's uh, get this show on the road. Who do you got first up, Mr. Mello? Uh, looks like Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. All right, fair enough. Let's get the red ink out. Uh, do uh, Mr. Uh, Wes uh, Anderson. Um, and uh, we'll uh, get that. Uh, well, apparently it doesn't want me to spell Anderson for some reason. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, uh, also, uh, there's a link in our live stream chat. Uh, there's additional uh, merch uh, we released on Instagram recently, and I'm going to pull up my Instagram right now and like actually put it in the camera, and hopefully it'll actually show, and I won't look completely like an idiot. Uh, but um, here we go. Uh, these are the uh, the new uh, symbology and names for the types uh, at cs.joseph. If you're not following us on Instagram, like, what are you doing? But uh, we also released uh, t-shirts for that, too, which is pretty awesome. Wow, and there's also a dope uh, uh, drawing by uh, Nightingale as well. That was pretty awesome to look at. Um, but yeah, uh, follow us on, ins on Instagram, at cs.joseph. Uh, if you haven't seen the new uh, type logos, uh, we have new logos for each of the types as well as new names for each of the types. They're available on our Instagram. You can check that out. Um, I like uh, the Rogue, that's uh, mine, uh, for ENTP. Uh, Raka, how do you feel about Bard? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people get, get confused and they think, you know, musicians, but they forget Bards are also poets and masters of manipulation. convincing people. Yeah. 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 So it makes sense to me. Yeah, it's all good. Um, so fair enough. Uh, let's get down to business here with Mr. West Anderson and... Uh, we got good old uh, Mike the Vegan here, so I mean, why not, right? So let's see, Wes Anderson interview, awesome. And if there are no additional separate chats, well, guess what? I'm just gonna have to, uh, you know, choose one of my own. So Wes Anderson interview on Rushmore talks about his movie Rushmore. Okay, cool. Director Wes Anderson is here. He first came to our attention in 1996 with his critically acclaimed debut film, Bottle Rocket. The chairman of Walt Disney Pictures, Joe Roth, was such a fan of the movie, he made sure Wes Anderson made his next film for Disney. That film is Rushmore. It is generating a great deal of buzz surrounding its February 5th release and his efforts to win over a teacher. I am pleased to have Wes Anderson here to talk about this film. Well, Thank you very uh, much. What's interesting about Rushmore Thank you very much. I'm responding. Is, is that for me, it, it is sort of come out of nowhere to, to sort of have this buzz about it. Uh, why is that? Well, the other movie we made, um, almost no one saw. So I think that contributes to the out of That's nowhere. Didn't, it, it didn't explode at the box office. No, it was released very quietly. And um, it sort of built up a little cult following eventually. But, yeah. um, but it had a few fans. Alright, I'm getting like informed of responding control from this guy just off the bat. Like, I mean, am I out of my mind here? But like, he's not like moving around and flaying about in the camera like Rock and I are, you know, usually. And uh, for, yeah, Rock and Rocka, you know what I'm saying? And then like, he's definitely responding, staying with the context, pretty informative from there. Uh, at least as far as I could tell. So, um, it's going to be funny if it's going to be like INTP, but we'll, we'll find out. Probably an INFB, actually. We'll see fans that were in the movie business, like Ross, who kind of set us up uh, with Disney. Um, 
And then the other thing, the movie doesn't have a lot of stars. It's got Bill Murray, who's playing a supporting role. It doesn't have a lot of stars. Uh, talking about the individuals and, and like the value of the people that are in there, I think that is an F-I-T-E statement. Uh, you guys, you want to agree with that? Yeah. No, I agree. Also, uh, uh, Raka's type, he's an ENFP, and Mr. Mello's an ENTJ, for those of you that are asking. Um, awesome. Thank you, Stellar Memer, for showing up as usual. But most of the other people are sort of new faces. Um, so I think it was kind of a surprise to some people. Your lead was, I mean, you looked a long time to find somebody, and then this guy just walks in and you say, magic. Yeah, right. We, had, we, we looked for a year trying to cast this part, because it was the kind of thing where the whole movie is riding on the shoulders of this kid. Uh, you know, it's a the character's 15 years old. And, um, and we had looked all over America. We looked in Canada. We had casting directors. I went through, went through four rounds of casting directors in LA, and I had them all over the place. Yeah. And at one point, we were even looking in England, even though the character is American, because we were thinking that he would be, we were thinking like he could be super a kid. Super informative. Yeah, super we, we informative. Were thinking, we were thinking. We were thinking. With, yeah, it's also yeah, a TE and statement. He's been, I, I would say you could argue he's really affiliative because every time he talks about what's being done, it's always the group. It's always the group. And like even when he made that one like yeah, very what interdependent I thing, want, yeah. it still came back to affiliative, um, like what we do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm gonna adjust my seat here. So I stopped looking like I have a uh, um a wooden fixture in a place I don't belong. So um I'm going to hit play here again. Being a fake English accent, which would actually be a real English accent because we'd be using an English actor, and we were desperate. We were just coming up with really bizarre ideas. Um, and then finally this kid, Jason Schwartzman, uh, walked in, and I just knew within about three minutes that we could actually make the movie. That we I just knew within about three minutes that we could actually make the movie. That's an S-I and E statement, uh, talking about the vision of the future of the film, like the fate of the film itself. Uh, it's also an abstract statement as well, uh, in of its own right. Mm -hmm. So we hit and play. Oops. We're going to have to. Well, shut what did he have that made you so euphoric? Well, I think the main things were the first thing is I mean I've done the other movie we did is almost all with unknown or people who just weren't actors, non-actors, and so I'd kind of experienced. Are people who just weren't actors, non-actors? That's also a TEFI statement. Talk about the rank of people yeah. involved constantly the labels yep speaking of labels i had some experience with casting those kind of you know people and it's a thing where as soon as they start playing a scene you can tell if they can be real or not yeah. something you know they can either you can tell if they can be real or not yep got, got a little authenticity it's also an si statement talk about his own experience uh in that particular standpoint he's also being very uh interest-based there because he's talking about like what they're getting out of it in that situation uh so that's that's pretty interesting uh from that standpoint but yeah i mean the, the evidence is in like he's a classic uh infp so no need to really look uh deeper into that he's an infp Wes anderson is an infp cool uh what's next uh mr Mello? hink i'm probably gonna butcher this hink shima skima shima shima I think? shima yeah, maybe shima Shamoy. Shamumu. How, how many different. We'll just pronounce it Here. every way it can be pronounced, and then one of them will be right. Did I spell that right? H A N K S H Y M A or. No. Um, S C H Y M A. S C H Y 
M A. Okay. I am bad at spelling, apparently. I mean, yeah. With how many different ways we pronounce oh. that, I don't blame you. <laughs> Shmaya? Schmidt? Schmoo? Schema? Shima. Shima. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing it's. I, I'm guessing it's Shima. 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 Maybe we'll hear. S C H. Hank Shima Raw. Guest. He's a guest. Tell us your best story. Okay. Um, all right. Let's do this podcast with the guest. Let's see how this goes. Um, okay. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Uh, th- those of you uh, watching, uh, our this is Stormfront Freaks Raw because uh, this is the live recording. Or if you're watching after uh, we've recorded, you're still watching basically all the behind the scenes, all the breaks, all the nonsense all the technical fouls that don't seem to work you're going to get it all if you're watching this one so we don't uh, have those yes <laughs> we don't which one you is know, he? i still need to when, when i don't I know got, yet. like a month of free time your brother is still doing something funny i don't know what it's doing i think it's yeah. this guy right here nice no way that guy in the red i think that's the guy I don't have a visual. With you, and Neither. the sirens are going off, and they're shopping. They can't decide what. Yeah, search Could... search his name and find an image on Google Image Search and verify which one he is. I want to say it's the guy in the red shirt. He's got kind of droopy outside eyes. See, I'll share a picture with you. It's right, cool. it's it's the guy in the red shirt. It's the guy in the red shirt. Uh, All right, cool. Yeah, from what I'm seeing, yeah. The INTP icon on the Twitter is not released yet, Alexander Sudeth. It should be out tomorrow. We're releasing two a day, so INPs are tomorrow. All right, cool. Let's uh, go back to this uh, red shirt man. Yeah, I just did a uh, I did a lecture in. Uh... Ohio University and, I, and Tim Marshall. I heard I, we we're on Facebook after this event, and Tim Marshall. Was- I just heard, and then we're talking about Tim Marshall, which means I'm initiating AF. Just saying. Um, so let's uh, keep going. Saying that this is one of the most incredible things he'd ever seen. So you know it's special if Tim Marshall says something like that. Yeah, right? I and would then right say. underneath. You right know underneath- it's special if Tim Marshall says something like that. You know it's special. Um, um, so that, that could be construed as an FE or an FI statement. I could argue both ways, but I'm going to put it it's down. It kind of sounds like a T name drop as well yeah, as a value statement. Exactly. So he also, put, he also T like dropped his school, like casually just kind of slid that in there with a little. Oh yeah. 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 Got Got to love that FITE approach for sure. Let's, uh, let's add it in there. He might be, Hmm. I don't know. Is he like an ESFP? Hmm. We'll see. Underneath that, some guy wrote, "This was the first time I ever went storm chasing." <laughs> <laughs> They're all like that. Yeah, right. For those of you who don't know, the the May twenty fourth, two thousand sixteen Dodge City Cyclic Supercell was dropping photogenic, high based, well lit tornadoes, one after another, two and three on the ground. Over. 
Yep. For those that's, that you don't know, that's 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 informative. That's also TEFI uh, and he's movement as well. So form initiating movement starter type TEFI, which means automatically he'd be an ESFB just off of that alone. But let's verify um, first. Let's go a little bit deeper. Over, you know, not killing anybody uh, on a good road network. So it's something I have waited for and dreamed of my whole life. So I, yeah, I can die happy. Yeah, so Hank, Hank, I always love to ask this question on the show because I think it gives pretty good insight about their background. Um, but I think you're, you know, one of the more have have more of a diverse background than most of the people on here. What got you interested in weather and music, and you know, how did that kind of all come about? And and, uh, and it wasn't until I was about uh, maybe I was really heavily inspired by Warren Beatty. You guys remember? He can't Bailey? finish his own sentences. Like he's Little doing the classic so. starter thing. One of the first, uh, maybe the second generation storm chasers that kind of was really good at marketing himself. And so he was, he had a book on the web. Talking about somebody else again, SENI. His photography was beautiful. You've probably seen a lot of his stuff out of Arizona. You've probably seen a lot of his stuff as an SENI statement. He went after lightning, as he is again. And eventually once you kind of get good at that, you go on to what? Very movement. And earlier when he said, I've read, this I've is read something Hank I've been waiting my whole like life for, and I, I would argue almost S-E-N-I, but N-I aspirational. Exactly. He does seem like more. N-I aspirational, doesn't he? Yeah. Good point. Definitely. That is a good point. Uh, and if you want, you can sing this. All right. Front freaks. Now you're listening, right? Are we listening yep. or listening. Yeah, <laughs> Let's say listening, because that's usually right. what we use right. it on. That's TEFI. Oh, this is Hank Shima, and you're watching Stormfront. You're listening. All right, one more time. Hello, everyone. This is. <laughs> I'm a starter type. I can't finish. And I'm concrete. Yay. Very good. Perfect. I get it. That's good. While being pragmatic. So, yeah, he's, well he's an ESFP. Like, we got this. Like, we got this. This guy's an ESFP. So, pretty, pretty simple. Um, so. Let's let's talk about a little bit why though. Like so, remember, he's TEFI. He's name dropping TE. He's uh, talking about the brand of his school, which is what a TEFI user does. They say it with that self interest, self importance uh, with it. Talking about what other people are doing. He's focused on the physical, the storm chasing. He's not talking about the what if. He's talking about the mechanics of it uh, within the context of this interview uh, and uh, doing it from an NI aspirational point of view. So SE plus NI TEFI means he's SFP NTJ Quadra. We already know he's in forward initiating movement, which is very apparent. So he's a starter type. We already know that he's an FITE user alone. So just being in forward initiating movement, knowing your starter, and the only starter type that has TEFI is an ESFP. You know, and then we don't have to look as much at pragmatic or concrete or the temperaments really, uh, and we don't really have to look at. We already know he's an SFP NTJ Quadra, so by process elimination, he's an ESFP, folks. So, so yeah, there you go. Hank Shima, ESFP. Um, all right, what's next? Solid. Cool. Uh, Alyssa Graham. Alyssa Graham. Okay. And is Graham spelled the standard Graham way? <laughs> Like graham crackers, like the guy that thinks that you know he's going to put a stop yes. to masturbation if they uh, eat graham crackers. That kind of graham. I've never heard of that. Look it up; it's on the Wikipedia. But I, uh, I believe so. Graham. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Let me like actually like 
fit Graham in here. All right, Alyssa Graham. We have not done Frank James yet. No, we have not. Um, Alyssa Graham interview, yes. Alyssa Graham interview. New interview with, okay, live audition video, Alyssa Graham. I imagine it's gotta be the singer person. Hopefully this is the right I'm one. I'm on the phone today with recording artist Alyssa Graham. Alyssa, how are you doing today? I'm great, Chuck, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you very much for taking your time and joining us today. Um, I know that you're not a new artist by any means, but I'm, yeah. <laughs> You've been around for a long time, but there's a lot of our listeners the volume's that not good come to our on this video. that may not know you. Uh, can you give mm -hmm. some background on how music came about and how it became a part of your life? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, it's funny that you say that because I was just talking to somebody else about how, you know, they always write these articles like, out of the clear blue sky, this new artist. Funny you say that, SE. She's very movement-oriented. When I was growing up, um, mm -hmm. I was really influenced by a lot of the folk music that my parents played, lots of Bob Dylan and Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and Carly Simon. And then I was also introduced to jazz by my parents. My dad took me when I was really This young. is what my parents are doing, Essie and I. I'm going to relive my past through other people, which is a sign of extroverted sensing. She's Essie no, and that, I. Is that PE name-dropping at all? Or is that Maybe. mostly SP there? I don't know. Is this another ESFP? She's not initiating new points. Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely staying within the context. I wonder if she's an ISTJ. Oh. Really? I, could be. Could be ISTP. Great producer who's well known. That record did really well. I'm seeing a lot of TEFI. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now we just finished a new project. That was initiating. New point. She just keeps going and going. This is a starter. Oh, <laughs> Leanne Litzenberger actually literally said that at the exact same time I did. She's informing, informing, informing. Yeah. A lot of people have read the travelogue. SFPNTJ Quadra. Very simple. It was recorded. S E S E S E S E S E. It's like S E Hero all over my face right now. Um, produced, produced by this person, T E F I. <laughs> Saying what is? She's super concrete. 
this is how I feel about music, and I hope other people love it too. Yeah, she's an ESFP. Like, it's so obvious. All right, who's next? So we can get away from this terrible audio. So, so another really subconscious focused ESFP, then. Yep. Mm. Donna Tart okay. with two T's at the end. Okay. Alright. Okay. Donna Tart. Donna T A R T T? Yes. Two All T's right. at the end. Alright, got it. Um I wanted that on YouTube. What are you doing? Let's do it. 1992. Oh, that guy again. So quick, her first novel, The Secret History. Um, worked every day. Yeah. Worked every day for eight years. You've always wanted to write, and and for for a long, long, long time. For a long time, ever since I um, ever since I was a little girl, I um, always loved to read books, and I thought, what a wonderful thing if I could just read books all day. But writing is even more wonderful because it's a deeper level of involvement. You know, when you're reading a book, you're very caught up in it. But um, yes, writing a book is, is, is one step beyond. It's one. Yeah. It's 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 um, it's a depth lower. It's Was wonderful. the first love fiction or poetry, prose or poetry? Um, well, when I was a little girl, my first love. I mean, stories, storytelling. Yeah. I mean, you're a southerner. You know this. Southerners sure. love to tell stories. Love to listen to stories. I mean. Um, and then when I was in high school, uh, when I was a bit older, it was poetry. S-I-N-E, she's Almost. talking from yeah. her past. She's not talking about other people. Did you dream of being a poet? Oh, yeah, and still do. <laughs> yes. In vain. Show me a, su <laughs> show me a successful novelist, <laughs> and I'll show you a, a wannabe poet. Well, it's true. I mean, in order to be a good poet, you have to have an ear for language so fine that to a novelist, it's really almost diseased. I mean, to... Um, um, and I just can't help it. I mean, I have Sounds just a real narrative sense. Things present themselves she to me. She does sound T.I., yeah. yeah. If, if I try to write a poem, Abstract, if I try to I would argue. Yeah, I would, too. I'm just, like, to, trying to, to hope to myself she's not ENTP, but itself. I'm failing. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Definitely informative, initiating movement. Yep. The first things I ever had published were And she just won't stop. She just won't stop. What is with all the starters tonight, folks? Um, yeah, even um, even her written, eyes look any. I've written some short fiction yep. and probably will continue to do so, but um, I will probably continue to do so as I just initiate again, and life. I'm going to inform you every detail about it. Because um, and I'm going to speak know, from my past all day long. Only getting a glimpse. Facts, of, facts, facts, facts. Of, of something, you're only getting a, a tiny little, a tiny little fragment. Tiny little glimpse or fragment of the world. Of the world. Abstract. Right. Yeah. Why'd you transfer to Benny? Actually, on the advice of my friend Willie Morris, um, when I was a freshman at... On the advice OMS, of my friend, T.I. Um, I, um, I was in a graduate-level writing class. I was taught by Barry Hanna. I had gotten in, and... Um, There's a name drop. He said he convinced the others that you were genius. <laughs> and that's Barry why can convince anybody of that's anything. That's why we're Barry's letting this 18-year-old in. Barry and Willie are both great talkers. They can, you know, they can. So you got in this writing course, and 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 then Willie and Barry said. Well, um, they they said um, that it pro and they were quite right. I mean, that I should I should um, go someplace else and see what other people were doing. I mean, um, you know, schools in the Northeast then were very sort of cutting edge, and the thing was minimalism, which I had never heard of. I mean, everybody was Raymond Carver and Beattie, you know, writers mm. I had never heard of it at all, and. You know, um, 
I was, um, you know, the books I grew up reading were, were, were Dickens, were, were Mark Twain. I mean, I was just, I, I had, I, I was, I'd never seen a copy of The New Yorker, I don't think, until I was 19 How years about old. about Faulkner and Eudora Sean B., it's I an F.E. statement. T.I. is Eudora linked Welty. to F.E. And I like Faulkner, but, um, um, so when you're talking about like on the advice of, advice itself is attached to extroverted feeling basically. This is why, and, and TI, it's because TI users are trying to get you to listen specifically, but it's an FE statement when someone's receiving advice is from an FE point of view, right? And how she's conveying so, it's a TI FE statement basically. And it's, it's not so much like TE where you're absorbing the information. It's kind of like I have my TI system and here's the advice over here. Yeah, it's like an input to a process, a point of view. No, yeah, but it's the person told her to see what other people are doing is not an ENTP statement. She's not talking about herself in that regard. She's saying, this was the advice I received, which was to go see what other people were doing, essentially. So let's, uh, let's keep going. Faulkner's... I... I have to, I mean, in a certain sense, one has to read for pleasure. And, and Faulkner's a genius, and, and one loves to, to, to go through his books and see how they're constructed and their amazing concoctions. But just in terms of reading for pleasure, if I were sick in bed you in the hospital, I would, I would, I would <laughs> not, not ask my mother. Honestly, like, I'm not really seeing so much of the pragmatic uh, in this one. I'm kind of yeah, seeing a little bit more Yeah, I want to hear another affiliative. interview because... Yeah. Me too. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more ESFJ, you know, but even so, we can look at more TE. Oh, let's look at another interview. Ah, Donna's heart interview. She needs an exorcism. Wow. What a, what a great stomp. Who so knows why Fabrizius painted the goldfinch at all? A tiny standalone mountain gleeful you don't know what's going to happen next. And I don't want my books ever to be an amusement park ride that's sort of very predictable, up, down, up, down, and you wind around the track and end up in the it? same place. I want the car to I missed it. Uh, say again. Um, I was asking when she was talking about that, if that was TFI, because she's... She's talking about, like, what other people are thinking, how she feels about her books, but I guess... I could also argue that's N.I., like, but... Right. I, I don't know. Well, I, I need to hear more, I guess. Fair enough. Jump the track. I want the car to be out in the woods somewhere, and you don't know where you are, and you are wondering where the amusement park is, and you don't know how to get back. I want there to be real danger for the... If there's real danger for the character... When you say, I want, it can also be an SI statement when you say, I want, so just be aware of that. And right, uh, Steve Johnson made a point about FI Nemesis. I kind of I kind of agree with him on this one. I'm getting more ESFJ because it seems like she's talking about um, doing the right thing as a result of her writing. It's not really being very pragmatic in that regard. Um, yeah. And... You know, and, and no, her appearance is not SC at all. This is an SI and E appearance for sure. Um, uh, I really think she's affiliative, and her abstraction could be coming from uh, expert intuition being in, uh, like, from a, um, 
strong uh, position. Not not a pessimistic, but an optimistic slot, like a child, right? So, right. but and she's only saying what is. She hasn't really abstracted that much. So let's let's keep watching. Um, and she's talking about a system too, the system of writing that she's following. But again, let's uh, look more for more concreteness. Try to see if you can extract, abstract, uh, extract, abstract from this if you can. There's real danger and surprise for the reader as well. For me, I really feel if there's no surprise... Danger and surprise for the reader as well, you know, okay, that's a FETI statement. Surprise for the writer, there's no surprise for the reader. You always have to be writing at the risk mm -hmm. point. I always do anyway. It's danger. You always have to be writing at the risk point. Yeah. I always do. That is systematic uh, for sure. Systematic TI. Yeah, systematic. Let's keep going. There's something that has big meaning to you? The sense of the confrontation with danger? It's something that I think gives a great sense of liveliness in work and the a great sense of fun yeah. as well. It's, I want it's great sense of liveliness, a great sense of fun. It's like ISFP shadow, experience. basically. Yeah, critical experience. Everything should be fun. Um, reading has been essential to your life. It has, mm -hmm. and continues to be. I mean, sitting in the library, you read everything you could get your hands on when you were working at the library. I did. I started mm -hmm. working at the library when I was 14. And you said Dickens went from outside to inside, so it became part of you. Oh, yes. Looks like I lost well, that's the, the uh... wonderful thing about... Okay, lost the stream, looks like. So. Sorry guys, I think I might have lost the stream here. Glad you guys are still here. Uh, 